Hello, friends, and welcome to the Coffee Books and Movies Podcast. I'm your host, Scott. Hope all of you are doing well. We got a lot going on today. Okay, so currently reading a book about uh, history, as always, but I'd like to let you guys know, in the meantime, I'm bringing you a new life update podcast. I've decided to start gigging in the gig economy. We're going to talk about that today with different types of apps like DoorDash and Uber Eats. And I'm going to tell you guys what I like about it, what I don't like. This is going to be a quick episode, so please bear with me here. Uh, So number one, hey, I hope all of you are having a wonderful Friday uh, to start with. I was originally inspired to start gigging in the economy like this when I realized it might be one of the best ways for me to get ahead. Um, um, I have mixed results, how I feel about it. We're going to talk about all that today. So first, I'm going to list about what I like about these uh, things, and we're going to talk about what the cons are. There's quite a few of both. So likes, uh, well, definitely one thing about the gig economy is that you can work and be your own boss. A lot of people like that in the sense of you can work day or night, depending on what type of gig you're doing. For example, DoorDash and Uber Eats people, they will tell you sometimes they get paid more at night or during the day or on holidays, weekends, whatever's going on. It allows you to work whenever you'd like, but there's obviously some peak times that definitely work to your advantage. Uh, So number two is you can be paid either instantly or weekly. Uh, Sometimes instantly can cause you to get a fee, but Weekly is pretty cool because, you know, then you're seeing it added into your account on a paycheck each week and you can see what you're doing for gigging. Um, Most of these types of gig type jobs are pretty easy. Uh, You know, their food delivery is a great example of this. Like you're just literally driving to a restaurant, picking up the food and bringing it to the customer for a sort of small cash tip or bonus that's added on to your little base pay. And you do this enough, and soon before you know it, you have a nice little size income, especially if you do it every day. But it's just something to kind of do when you have the free time. Um, And so another important thing is, of course, also uh, it's very important to do your taxes correctly when doing this because a lot of the times these guys do not cover, uh, you know, like taxes, like they don't take it out. So you have to remember that, you know, you need roughly about 30% of your income is going to be taxed and you need to make sure you have enough to cover that because a lot of people make that mistake and could say, I've spent that money already. And when it's not yours, it's the government's. So you have to make sure you have that ready to go. Uh, But there is things you can do like, you know, tax write-offs for reimbursement for mileage and gas and what you're spending. So it's very important to keep track of all that. And then lastly, another thing about the gig economy, especially when you're doing things like food delivery, is that you get to be familiar with your area and try new restaurants and get to see the new concepts. Um, You know, most people are familiar with how that works now. It's not something that's brand new. Like most restaurants have an idea how that works. And of course, there's always the added bonuses if you're doing it late at night and a restaurant's about to close, they might just say, hey, this person never picked up the order. Here you go. So free food would always be a nice bonus. Um, Now we're going to talk about some of the cons. Uh, Number one, and probably the biggest issue I have with it, is it's called tip baiting. Tip baiting is basically where, for a service, somebody says, I'm going to pay you this amount. A lot of places are flexible on what that amount is because you can change it if the service was good or bad. Uh, Tip baiting is basically saying, I'm going to give you a really high tip if you deliver this to me and you're close by. 
um, and then changing that amount to either a small amount or zero when you actually do it because they know they're going to get their food, food or whatever faster. Um, and so that's obviously very, very harmful. I don't count on anything until I actually see it in my account. But it's just kind of one of those things where it's like you got to be aware that people are going to say it's a really high paying order. And it's not because although you might think it is, you know, maybe there could be an explanation for it. Oftentimes uh, it's really just, yeah, we're going to say, you know, I'm giving you a, a nice size tip, but it's not really that. Okay, next, uh, poor reviews that aren't necessarily related to you. Um, you often get reviewed when you do these types of gig services. So, uh, for instance, when delivering food, you know things can go wrong. You could deliver the wrong food accidentally. Um, you could spill everything everywhere. Or, you know, it's a very busy restaurant. They make a mistake. They forget food or forget something as part of the order that the person paid for. Oftentimes you're blamed for that service for not checking. Um, it's impossible to check everything all the time everywhere, especially because the food or whatever is secured. Whenever you're a courier, you're delivering a package. You're not necessarily looking in it. So oftentimes poor reviews are based on, you know, the speed of which you're arriving and also if you have everything together. But uh, like I said, if you don't have, for instance, a straw or utensils or whatever, somebody else could be pretty upset by that and leave a bad review and get enough bad reviews, eventually your account is deactivated. So it's important to know that the more you work, usually the better because you get more people to review you positively. Um, okay, so it's also based oftentimes, these services are also based on location. And so you could be in an area like a small town that's not necessarily busy for the type of work you're trying to do. Uh, for instance, I live in an area that's not as busy as other areas of the city. So like if I wanted to go work, I would probably have better luck going to a busier part of the city. But oftentimes, it's just easier for me to stay in my area and wait for something to arrive. Um, and then lastly, of course, you know, this kind of goes hand in hand with spending gas and the wear and tear on your car. But basically, you're using your, you know, vehicle and it's going to eventually get a lot of wear and tear. And then last but not least, you're responsible, of course, like I said earlier, for your own taxes, which can be a headache in its own form. So my result is basically after trying a service for a while, I have decided that it's mixed. Um, it is worth it some of the time. It's not worth it all the time. Uh, oftentimes, you know, it's not worth a bunch of effort and a bunch of hours every day to help pay your bills, but it can be a nice little supplement to your income if you are picking and choosing what you'd like to work. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. If I see something that's close by to where I'm working, um, it works for me, but I'm not going to drive across town. I'm not going to go all the way, you know, 40 minutes away just because, you know, somebody offers it. So anyway, that's all for this episode. It's just a little kind of a precursor to everything going on right now. And just wanted to say, yeah, that's been my experience. Sometimes delivering food is fun and easy, but some of the time it's a headache. So there you go. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope all of you have a wonderful weekend. Hope you guys get some nice sunshine, maybe go outside and uh, we'll talk soon.